LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders, the Executive Director of the Geneva Push, and I've got the very experienced church planner, Derek Hanna, with me today. Just so you know, he's having a bit of a dig at me there, but yes, I am Derek Hanna, and it's good to join you, mate. Well, welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. This is our first one, the first episode. Ooh. The One Thing is a podcast that's designed uh, you know, for us to have a rant, for us to answer your questions. It's brought to you by uh, Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network, and you've pressed play on episode one. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Now, that was the introduction to our first ever episode of The One Thing, which came out on the 17th of October, 2018, about six years ago. Mm, that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah, that's a long time ago. Lots has happened. Uh, in 2018, Scott Morrison had just become Prime Minister. Uh, Trump was President of the United States, and no one had heard of COVID. Yeah, yeah, good times, good times. Now, The One um, Thing's brought to you by Reach Australia. We'd love to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. And this is our 300th episode. We wanted to stop and think about how the one thing is going. So we're going to talk uh, a little bit about some of your favourite memories. Scott, what uh, what do you remember about that first episode, can I say? I can remember, I can remember actually <laughs> interesting diagrams, interesting Venn diagrams. I think we'd been you know playing around with a whole bunch of stuff on napkins and other things and uh, you had used your PowerPoint brilliance and your uh, graphical genius to come up with a whole bunch of, uh, of graphs and slides and I just remember these, I think, three circles I've got in the back of my head to explain mm. uh, our framework. Mm. I think they were actually overhead projector slides at that stage. I think that's what we were using <laughs> at that point. Anyway, we're going to get into that in the episode now. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, 300 episodes. Well, Derek, can you believe that we've made 300 episodes? I can't. I don't think I've made. I think you might have been close to 300. It's amazing we, as a podcast, have done that. That's a lot of episodes over a lot of years. Every year, so it's, we, the aim has been one a week. And I think we've achieved that now, haven't we? Yeah, we have. So that that that's how it works, Derek. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 52, week, <laughs> I, 52 weeks in a year. I, <laughs> I think there's been a few bonus episodes where, yeah, you know, yeah. one of us may have, you know, spoken for a bit too long or asked too many questions. And so, We've had to kind of add a few more yeah. extra episodes in there, but that's that's how it works, yeah. Yeah, okay, I know. So I've got numbers. <laughs> I just I do remember early on, Mark Hadley pulling his hair out at how long we were going. Uh, I remember him adding in uh, sound effects as well. <laughs> oh, Mark Hadley, he's great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm keen to hear what's been, uh, you know, the episode that you've remembered the most. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So Pete, uh, Pete has kindly pulled together a list of, of the episodes that have been most downloaded. And it's interesting, the one that I – well, the first three that we ever did, for some reason, I, I haven't got a great memory, but I do remember those three distinctly. Um, yeah, so I, they, were, they were talking about some of the, the kind of framework pieces that we still talk about today. We're, I think we're much more nuanced about it. Our whole network is fed into how we speak about it and how we – and that's been really healthy, so it's grown. But I remember those three. But the one the one I do remember um, most was the one we uh, where Madeline and I were talking about Mars Hill, uh, the, the podcast had just come out. 
Um, so that, yeah, I haven't talked about that one later, but I, I remember that one most distinctly. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I think as you say, there's a blur. There's just been uh, way you know way too many episodes. But I, I mean, I enjoy just the regular conversation with with different people from around Australia and also around around the um, around the world. I, I was actually thinking back to our you know our first few episodes mm. and uh, and some of the wacky diagrams, Venn diagrams that you kind of uh, came up with to sort of explain and um, you know and and diagram what we were doing. But as you say, you know, key. Key is that not much has changed. Like I think we've got better at explaining, but I think the the clarity on helping churches and church plants be really focused on on the most important thing, which is to make mature disciples in increasing numbers. Mm. I mean, for me, that's a critical part of all that we do at Reach Australia. We want to keep reminding church leaders and churches that um, they need to be after God's heart of making disciples of all the nations. That needs to be at the core and the centre. And we need to get a real clarity and intentionality around that in our in in churches and and church plants. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I'm keen to just wax lyrical for a little bit about some of those uh, episodes. So, so the Mars Hill one, you know, that was a listen to, you know, very much a listen to podcast. What what struck you in that one? Because I, you know, I know that was, I mean, the Mars Hill podcast has been profound for a whole bunch of people, just in terms of stopping and reflecting and pausing on on that period, but. For you particularly, um, you know, as a planter as well, you know, was there stuff going on for you where you were reflecting on, you know, village and and planting village and and other things? Yeah, it was. I didn't want to do that podcast, and I think I might have said I'd listen to it again. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to do that podcast, and I told Matt you don't want to do a lot of podcasts. That's that's really, true. to be honest, that's that's true. Right. exactly right. I'm happy not to do them, but um, that one particularly. And I think, and I remember having conversations with with uh, Maddie beforehand and afterwards, and Tom as well. And at the heart of it, they were just saying, "Stop being an old grumpy man and do the podcast." And they were right. They were right. But I think what it was for me, um, I didn't. I didn't want to – there was a lot of confronting stuff in the Mars Hill podcast and it did make me pause and reflect. It made me really sad about stuff that had happened at Mars Hill um, and it made me reflect on, you know, my own leadership, my own failings and, and things like that as well. But the thing – the reason I didn't want to do that one is because I didn't want to put the boot in. I, I'm hmm. just – like he made mistakes. There's no doubt about it, as we, as we all have. I'm just sick of people putting the boot in at every chance. Everyone who has a microphone – you know, wants to put the boot into someone else. Everyone who's got a blog wants to put the boot in, and I don't want to be that person, um, and I didn't want to be that person. So, And it's always more nuanced and it's always more complicated. So while I think we need to talk about it and we need to call that sin, I was really reticent just to kind of roll the grenade down the aisle just because I had an opportunity on a podcast to say something. So anyway, mm. that was my thoughts. And I, and I, and I think it's I think that's been a – in some ways, a landmark podcast series, and and the epilogue. I think the epilogues have been really useful, just in terms of uh, hearing some of those key guests, you know, reflect back on listening to the episodes, but mm-hmm. then actually hearing hearing again their voice. So, for me, you know, for for me, uh, just thinking about the three hundredth episode, I could, I can remember, you know, five six years ago, sitting with Mark and you, going, okay, how how can we actually help, you know, more churches engage with, uh, you know, with thinking intentionally about church. Uh, and we and we said, yeah, let's do a podcast. Let's do it weekly as well, so that you know we can build, um, you know, an audience and uh, you know and help help a whole range of churches. Uh, you, you know, in some ways, in some ways, it, like it is, a, it is it is a medium where you actually don't get a lot of feedback, you know, as you record an episode. Mm. But the reality, as as we've done it over the last sort of five or six years, 
we have had lots of feedback. There's lots of people who, you know, catch up with us at various places and say, yep, they're listening. You know, this has been helpful. Mm. You know, it was great that you, you know, you you were able to get that story from that person. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that that there that comment is for me the thing I've really loved about it. Um, that it has been an opportunity to pull together people we know are doing amazing stuff across Australia, and and for other people to hear about what God is doing through them. I, I think that for me, the the, the showcasing of God's work throughout the network um, has has been great. So from points at which I remember multiple conference where we're sitting in that hotel room late at night with Ben Chapman and Mike Sams. I think my my leg might have been in a boot, but hearing Ben talk about dashboards, which it's some of the most unexciting things, but it's about discipleship that. And so hearing people talk about that, uh, pulling in Rhett Harris and, and Graham Fuller and Steve McAlpine and Rory and those guys from all across the country doing great stuff. It's showcasing the network and what God's doing there that I really love. So just a few other a few other episodes. Uh, Bible nudism. I think that's just because Pete wanted us to say Bible nudism. But uh, Bible nudism episode with Phil Colgan, episode number 188. Um, Was that you on the yeah, phone with him? Yeah, I think it was. I think we recorded it at uh, at his at his home church. But just uh, that was you know that was a fun episode. You know, hearing him, you know, a man who loves preaching God's word. Um, you know, sort of reflect on uh, you know his need to 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 understand and think into more than just you know the Bible for a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the reset series. Uh, so episodes two forty four, two forty six. Um, so that would have been post COVID, you know, wouldn't it? That was yeah. That would have been post COVID getting started again, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, you know, in some ways, interesting. You know, that that's kind of all age and date. But there was a number of resets. Like I, I can remember recording a whole bunch of things. I can remember the urgency that you had when you know, when kind of everything shut down, and uh, I went into my usual reactive mode. You know, go crazy, and um, <laughs> and and you went into your calm, deliberate, you know, plan mode, and and. And somehow we we were able to push out a whole bunch of you know content and uh, and helpful resources that were useful for church. But but we we did that a few times uh, at a few different points during the whole sort of COVID lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And like it's interesting looking back at that COVID moment. Everyone reacted differently to that. Some people. And then my reaction was it might look calm, but my reaction was always originally, oh great, we can reinvent every single thing in the world again and do it better. <laughs> As where other people who realised uh, that that wasn't possible probably saw the weight of what was happening. And and look, over time, everyone everyone kind of found an equilibrium with how to do it, even though it left pretty deep scars. But that research series, yeah, that was that was helpful for me thinking about, okay, we do, there are those moments where you do want to think about, okay, where are we now? Where do we need to go? And how do we get there? That was a good series. And then episode 232, uh, You Need Friends, uh, which... I think from memory was Peter Blanche and, and Mike Sams just talking about friendship and, uh, you know, and the, uh, I guess the loneliness of pastoral ministry, but the importance of having, uh, you know, friends in ministry. Yeah, that's, it's fascinating, isn't it? That I think that that's been one of the most listened to ones. Like Pete and Mike are always good to listen to, but I think it does highlight the fact that I think people in ministry often feel very, very isolated. It's really hard to share stuff. It's hard to share deep stuff as well because, you know, you're, you are supposed to be the person, even though you, you just tell everyone you're not, you're the person who's supposed to have it together and you, you do worry about what happens if you share particular stuff. So, yeah, it's, that's a, I think it's helpful to see that that has been one of the most listened to ones. Now, uh, best guest. We've had lots of guests and, again, we're very thankful that people kind of put themselves uh, on the neck and on the line and, and you know, bring, bring in to share their stories. Who's, who's been sort of the best guest over the last sort of six years? 
Yeah, I um, so JD Greer, we had him on. He was great. Can you remember the? We talked about some sort of book, uh, one of his books. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, if I remember rightly, it was called Gain by Losing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. That was a good book, and he was very generous with his time. He was great. Um, I'll, I'll, well, one other, and then I'll ask you the same question. Um, I really enjoyed I remember when we were doing, I don't know whether it was the 100th episode we did. It was in um, uh, the Bible Society's uh, offices, and we pulled in Simon Smart. Didn't we? I think we just yeah. grabbed him because he was sitting around. He, and again, he was very generous. He just came in and he was great. So I enjoyed having Simon on. Yep. Uh, actually, I, look, the, to be honest, I actually just really enjoy catching up and talking ministry with you, Derek. So, oh, uh, you know, I know you're not a guest, but uh, but but it is. Oh, I, I do enjoy thinking thinking in a church life with you. And so in some ways, just the, uh, just the ability to sort of stop and pause and reflect. Uh, and talk out loud with you regularly has been uh, really helpful for me and uh, uh, helpful in sort of shaping my thinking about church life and uh, and other things as well. So, hmm. yeah, I know you're not a guest. Uh, I hate, I, I, you know, I don't want to use the word talent, but, you know, that's that's the word that uh, Mark Hadley's used a number of times. Although but, <laughs> people, people have said to me recently, are you still on the one thing? And so maybe <laughs> I am a guest now. I'm slipping over into that uh, category. Yeah. Well, what about the future of the one thing? Uh, as we sort of look ahead to the next six years of uh, of episodes every week, so that that'll be about fifty two each year, Derek. <laughs> okay, what about leap years? Still fifty two? Um, yeah. Oh, that's six years a long time, isn't it? Oh, well, I'll tell you things I want to keep talking about, and I'll you can tell us things you want to keep talking about. Uh, it's great having Pete Hughes uh, on the team as well this year because Pete keeps nudging me back. I, I, I love talking about church planning. There's so many things to talk about, but Pete keeps saying, you know, he, he talked more about church planning. So he's a man after my own heart. So I want to, I want us to keep, uh, I want us to keep uh, pushing into that. I think that's been church planning has not gone off the boil. I think we know we need to do it, but there's a number of obviously challenges in the church in Australia we need to address. Um, but we can't let church planning slip because it, it plays such a huge part in reaching people and in the wider ecosystem. So I'm keen to talk about that. Uh, Scott, what about you? Yeah, yeah I, I want to push into the spiritual life of the leader. I think I think I'm becoming you know more and more uh, clearer on on the importance of that uh, for the health of our churches, but also the growth of our churches as well. And mm. um, you know, in some ways, we've always um, highlighted that, you know, through our church planner assessment uh, and through our conferences as well. That's always been, you know, I think a key a key theme and a key thing we've come back to. But I think in some ways I'm I'm just trying to I'd, – I'd love us to keep thinking into, well, how do we keep encouraging our pastors to keep growing in their knowledge and their love of Jesus? Hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think it's become – you know, in some ways, has it become harder? I, you know, I don't know. But I just feel like there's so much noise um, around and uh, and in, in many ways, uh, you know, it's it's hard to hard to be a follower of Jesus, but uh, hard to to lead God's people, and there's that greater responsibility. So I want to yeah press into that, think into that uh, teams ministry as well. I you know I love I love our team at Reach Australia. Uh, I love my church teams that I'm involved with at Vine Church as well. So helping us think about how we can have healthier teams, uh, I think is is critical and. And you know, in some ways, it's just the functioning of the body of the body of Christ. So, how can we keep encouraging you know healthy teams? So, I want to want to keep thinking. You know, what what are we seeing in churches? But also, what's what sort of best practice out in the or good practice out in the um you know out in the secular world? Because again, I think a lot of um 
you know, a lot of companies and, you know, other places just have so many resources they kind of push into this space and, and people who are pushing into this, uh, you know, in that sort of people management space as well. Yeah, I um, another one I'm keen to talk about pushing into the future. We just had a national conference and um, one of the things that did come out from a few people that I was talking to and on stage at points was partnership. And I, you and I, Scott, have been working with a whole bunch of people over the last couple of years in, in much broader Christian circles as well than we, we would normally work with in our network. And it is that question of how do you partner really well in a generous way with people without giving up your distinctives or convictions? Um, and how do you do that in a way that actually sees churches flourish and thrive and people grow? And so... I think that question of partnership, not feeling threatened by other people, um, not not pulling away from people so much that there can't be conversation, but understanding what does healthy conversation look like and how do you create context for that um, that don't that don't um, undercut the ministry that you've got or don't distract you from the key thing that you our goal is not to build proud church networks our goal is not to build you know broad denominations our goal is to you know see people come to know jesus and be like him within the context of the local church so i want to keep saying but i think we can do that better with partnership so i i think that partnership question for me in an in an increasingly hostile world and fractured um country I think that'll be a really key conversation moving forward as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was chatting with uh, Hans Christensen, uh, his pastor at um, Marsville Community Church in Sydney's kind of north. Uh, I was chatting to him sort of post-conference about a number of things and, and you know, encouraged me to read the uh, the book Spurgeon, Spurgeon versus Hyper-Calvinism by Ian Murray. And um, there's a number of lessons he draws out, but I've, I've kind of just I've, I've bought the book, but I've been reading a few sort of little different online reviews. But um, But one of the... One of the things Spurgeon sort of quoted as saying or the book's quoted as saying is sort of genuine evangelical Christianity is never of an exclusive spirit. Any view of the truth which undermines Catholicity has gone astray from uh, from Scripture. So, you know, just that push, just sort of thinking into that would be really helpful to keep thinking into partnership. I think I think along those lines as well, um, how, how do we keep creating uh, generous people in our churches? So just mm-hmm. thinking about the sort of broader partnership, what does it actually look like for us to encourage our people to be uh, giving not only to their local church but also to be giving outside of their church, uh, you know, and we know from kind of the church planning research that if you've got a, a generous culture outside of your church, you'll actually create a generous culture inside your church. You know, more people serving, more people giving. Uh, so I'd, I'd love us to sort of you know spend spend a lot of time uh, thinking into that. Obviously, mission. You know, one of the one of the great things again, always talking with you, Grumpy uh, Derek is just to get your thoughts on mission and, and uh, interact with others as well. So we want to keep, you know, highlighting what people are doing out in, uh, you know, in Australia as well. Well, uh, Derek, what's the one thing that we've learned about the one thing over these 300 episodes? Well, I'm going to put it out there uh, that uh, I don't think this is controversial. I think people do need practical tips for gospel ministry. Um, I think we, for guys who who go through Bible college and men and women who go through Bible college, we are trained rightly so, I would argue, um, to to dig deep into God's word in order to bring that to the people we lead. And so I, I often use a phrase with, with people at Bible college or planters, we are the theologian in chief at that point. We are the people who are bringing God's word to bear. Um, but there is a, a, a distinctly practical application that our theology needs to land in 
And so I'm not ashamed to say that that this is a a podcast about practical tips for gospel ministry because we live on the ground with people in the messiness of life and it's complex. And so we want to be driven by God's word, driven by our theology. But yeah, that's my one thing. We need people need practical tips for gospel ministry. Maybe let me just uh, uh, summarise that for our listeners. <laughs> people, people need practical tips for ministry. People need practical tips for ministry. If Amazing. you want a, a summary, you still got yeah, it. All the, After all this time, oh, still got it. <laughs> all the episodes we've mentioned will be in the show notes, so uh, click on those. W- worthwhile again. Can I encourage you to be listening to them with your teams? Uh, share them with other people as well. We we uh, we we do this podcast so that you know loads of people can get opportunity to listen and think into stuff if you have a topic you'd like us to cover then please email us at resources at reachaustralia.com.au resources at reachaustralia.com.au i'm scott sanders i'm derek hannah chat soon